elsewhere in this wisdom series, we've looked at the idea of the infinite within creation and also the illusion of time and the non-spatiality of creation. In keeping with these concepts, we're going to look today at the idea of perpetual. And the idea of perpetual is part of one of the fundamental aspects of creation. The masters make it clear that there is a distinction between the concept of eternal or eternity and the idea of perpetual. To most of us, we would think it is one and the same. But as they explain, it is very different. And the reason is because eternity is linked to time. And we know that time is only relevant and exists in our physical dimension, our third dimensional illusion. So we can have eternity while we exist within time, because eternity can be defined as time unending. However, in the rest of creation, in the other dimensions of being, time simply doesn't exist. So the idea of eternity is an irrelevant one, because rather than there being time unending, there is in fact a complete absence of time. And in the absence of time, we see that everything is concurrent, everything exists as it is ever to exist, and all at once. But let's have a look at what the masters have to say about perpetual. And Melchizedek says, We say that creation is perpetual because absence is an impossibility while ever we are held within creation. Okay, so that's quite a brief but very succinct explanation of why perpetual exists. And it's a powerful yet wonderful idea. Creation is perpetual. Or we could say it in another way, creation is ongoing because absence is an impossibility. And I know the masters have always said that there cannot be a concept of one less within creation. And that's because we are all significant to the whole, that everything is created complete and perfect from the mind of God. So creation cannot unbe, and you and I cannot be absent from creation. And a speck of dust cannot be absent from creation. It all has to be perpetual. Because if you didn't exist, the whole of creation couldn't exist. Precisely because of this powerful concept that there cannot be one less. In a way, it's kind of all or nothing. That's how creation has been conceived. Everything is connected. In fact, everything is the one thing. So if you take a particle away, then the one thing of which we are part would cease to exist. Let's move on to what Sanat Kamara also has to say about perpetual. And he says, It has a resonance that is very powerful. It brings a sense of cohesiveness, do you see? For without being perpetual, 
then nothing truly makes sense. Okay, that's another great perspective. The fact that creation is ongoing brings to us this sense of cohesion, that everything has a meaning, a purpose, that everything is held in its perfection, precisely because it is unending and ultimately because it arrives from the mind of God. I suppose here in our third dimension, where we're used to the idea of time and cycles of time, that gives us the illusion that we are existing in one lifetime at a time. And therefore, we're conditioned to believe that there's a beginning and that there's an end, that we are born and that we die. Within creation, that, of course, is simply not possible. A, because there is an absence of time, and B, because an absence of creation is an impossibility. So without these cycles of birth and death, beginning and end, we can see that an unending and infinite progression or expansion within creation is possible. That wouldn't be possible if creation wasn't perpetual. Therefore, that brings to us a sense of cohesion and, I guess, a great sense of excitement, empowerment and reassuring to our soul. That we can never unbe, we can never unexist. And therefore, what it is that we create as a soul, what it is that we explore, what it is that we are generating and moving towards with every other soul and sentience, is assured that it will always be that we will reach our potential as there is nothing to stem that potential. There are no cycles of time. There are no beginnings and end. So let's have a look at what else the masters have to say about perpetual. And Sanat Kumar expands uh, a bit more upon this idea of cohesion where he says, that which is perpetual is the fabric of creation. What we are each woven into, this cohesion of which I speak, it is beyond the sense of non-separation and oneness. There is a much higher resonance at play. For through this cohesiveness that the idea of perpetual brings, we see into the mind of God, though I speak not literally. We have always brought distinction between the idea of eternal and perpetual. Perpetual is that which is everlasting through the absence of time. But perpetual is differing. Again, I say, it brings cohesion. Sanat Kamara reaffirms yet again the importance of cohesion and how it is the idea of being perpetual unending, glues the whole of creation together. And he talks about the mind of God, that in its cohesion, that taken as a whole, creation gives us a glimpse, an insight, into the consciousness that we name divinity, of which we are collectively a part. There's a beautiful analogy that the Ascended Masters make regarding creation. And they say, in our togetherness, 
we create a seamless surface upon which the face of God is reflected. So, taken as a whole, every soul and sentience and every dimension of being and every experience within creation reveals to us the capacity of the divine. And as Sanat Kumara says, this is different to the idea of oneness. Our oneness is that we are at one. And we know this is a given, but it's more than this. As I touched upon at the beginning, it takes everyone and everything to create the totality, the wholeness of creation. And the absence of just one soul or one speck of dust would unravel it all. Or more to the point, simply creation could not exist. So this cohesion, this oneness, is in fact the basis of creation. That we are the one thing, literally. That we are the one thing at differing points of awareness. And those points of awareness we can name as a soul. So moving on, there is another consequence of the perpetual nature of creation, in addition to the cohesion it brings. And Quan Yin says, So then, the excitement of existence is perpetual, as if we see newly in every instance, the wonderment cannot pass. Well, that's a great line, uh, and very affirming and reassuring from Quan Yin. As everything is perpetual, nothing can dissipate, nothing can unexist or unbe. And therefore, the qualities of spirit and our experience of spirit is also perpetual. So that the wonderment that she mentions, that we feel in regards to existing and to the astounding nature of creation and what it is that it reveals to us of divinity, and of course the divine love within which we exist, and the fact that we have an ongoing creation within, within which we can both explore ourselves and each other, and our limitless potential, then the excitement of this within the soul must be tremendous, and it never dissipates, because there isn't a cycle of beginning and end to disturb this perpetual bliss or excitement that we feel, the wonderment that Kuan Yin speaks of. And everything always is and shall be, because, simply put, it is perpetual. Let's move on to Sanat Kumara once more, who says, We of ourselves do not create that which is perpetual. And that is why it reveals to us, it shows us, a reflection of divinity. So once again, he's affirming to us that how creation is comprised, being infinite, limitless, non-spatial and perpetual, these things reveal to us the tiniest portion of the divine, the one whom is all, divinity of whom we are part. So of nothing else, the ongoing nature of creation affords us the opportunity 
to perpetually explore the idea of divinity. Elsewhere, the masters have said that it takes both an eternal creation and a perpetual creation in order to explore the divine. Because divinity, the one whom is all, is beyond our comprehension and is far beyond even the notion of limitless. Therefore, we can never fully explore the totality, the wholeness of divinity. It simply isn't possible. And therefore, creation is perpetual. Serapis Bay touches upon another consequence of the idea of perpetual when he says, There is a constant stream of existence, that which is perpetual. And with this comes a sense of that you are blessed to be part of that which is perpetual. To be found within this constant flow of existence. To move freely within it. To come into the joy of boundless creation. No constraints, no barriers, only the most wondrous sensation of all potential. Beautifully descriptive words, affirming to us that creation being ongoing brings to us all potential. So we may say just as we cannot ever understand the fullness of divinity and therefore we must perpetually exist to explore the divine, it is the same for us. Our potential is open-ended. No matter how long we exist, it would be impossible for us to say that we have become all that we could ever be and that we understand ourselves in our entirety. Everything is open-ended and that's what makes existence and you and I at a soul level limitless. So our expansion is assured and that's truly exciting So even though it's a beautifully descriptive couple of sentences, it's actually saying something far more profound. All potential can only exist if creation is perpetual. So we see that the concept of perpetual is really fundamental to the idea and our experience and the divine conception of existence, creation. So Ignatan touches upon something that the idea of perpetual brings out in us at a soul level. And he says, There is a profound sense of our own perpetual existence, a sense of gratitude that never dissipates, and with it eternal joy. So the resonance of perpetual is of itself a powerful entity held within the consciousness of the many, it brings an incredible sense, not only of reassurance, a sense of nourishment, well-being, and anticipation. The fact that we are each ongoing, that we can never unbe, that we are absolutely significant and crucial to the whole, because if we did not exist, creation couldn't be. This brings us a great reassurance. As, as a soul, as a child of God. 
But more than this, Ignatin touches upon the idea of gratitude. That we are ongoing, that our potential as a soul is open-ended, that we have an unending existence within which to experience divine love and to explore the idea of divinity and the divinity within ourselves. These things bring bliss to our soul. The masters regularly say, it is bliss to exist. It is bliss to be you. That's because at a soul level, we have such a profound gratitude for creation itself. And the masters often encourage us to feel this gratitude for our existence in our third dimension as well. And even though it's an illusion, it is in fact a wonderful gift A privilege is a a word they use often, to come into the physical domain. Because it offers us things that simply cannot be experienced outside of a physical realm. And we know as spiritual people that genuine, authentic gratitude for our lives greatly enriches life for us and brings us closer to not only our divine selves, but divinity itself. Our soul is in blissful gratitude simply to exist. And that is truly beautiful. So I hope you've enjoyed this discourse on the idea of perpetual and how it combined with infinite non-spatiality help create the building blocks of the continuum or movement that we name creation, of which we are part, and perpetually so. Bye for now.